details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my helm of disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus-five holy avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. The Michael Graff Show. It is my opinion he is a danger to himself and others and is in need of treatment. Some people are just too stubborn to know when to quit. And this guy just happens to be one of them. He's been beaten down repeatedly by God's practical jokes. He's been banished to the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. From somewhere in desert Urbania, this is Michael Groff in Exile. So much for avoiding the Super Bowl hype. And welcome in. It's another edition of Michael Groff in Exile for a Tuesday, February 2nd, 2010. Puxatani Phil saw his shadow, so I guess that means six more weeks of winter. But wait, in six weeks, it's normally the first day of spring anyway. So that's kind of a cush job there that... That groundhog has, don't you think? I wonder what Agua Fria Freddy thought. That's our uh, that's our state's uh, situation. We have our own Groundhog Day here in in the state of Arizona. We have our own version of Paxitani Phil. We have Agua Fria Freddy. That's that's good. Yeah. I wonder if they still do that. I don't even know if they still do. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to take a guess and say that they do, but I, truthfully, I, I really don't know. And honestly, I don't know if I even care, but. Speaking of that, did you see there's a cat in this, uh, this hospice? They have this cat that apparently can tell whether or not people are going to die. If. If you're going to die, this cat, Oscar, comes up to you. He just, like, cuddles up to these um, patients that are in this hospice. And, uh, like, five hours later, they wound up dying. Which is interesting. I just think that's... Like, animals are pretty intuitive. Um, but, man, if you saw that cat coming toward you, don't you think that'd be sort of a... There's a death sentence right there. You're done. Luckily, you know, most people in a hospice, they really don't know that the animal's there. Or if you're in a hospice, 
you're probably going to die very soon anyway. Unless you're one of those people that's in a hospice that's been in a coma since 1985. Which, really, considering how things are right now, I don't know, that probably wouldn't be so bad. I don't know, being in a coma for 25 years, as long as you wake up sooner or later. Obvious joke would would come here, but I'm... I don't know, I, I kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna actually just let it pass. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. Hey... You have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, hey, by the, did you see this? This is unbelievable. My, uh, I made, I made my smart ass pick of the week when I went with the AFC and the Pro Bowl. Yeah, they actually had the Pro Bowl over the weekend. I know most of you are probably don't give three craps, but if you do, uh, the Pro Bowl. You know, the NFL's version of an All Star game occurred over the weekend. It's a glorified flag football game. And we discovered on the show on Friday they have betting lines on it. I took the I took the AFC plus the two and a half, and uh, well, the AFC won forty one to thirty four. That's the game where they count to three Mississippi before they rush the quarterback. No, I think I think the Pro Bowl is great. I think we ought to keep it. No, I think it's wonderful. I don't see anything wrong with the Pro Bowl at all. Man, is that not the worst? Seriously, is that, that, that not the worst football you've ever seen? Mm. Total bastardization. But the ratings say otherwise. The ratings were up 36% on the Pro Bowl. And here's the interesting thing about that. The ratings were up 36%. And keep in mind, the Pro Bowl was on cable this year. It was on ESPN. It wasn't on NBC like it normally is. And, of course, maybe it has to do with the fact that it was on a week before the Super Bowl after instead of a week afterwards. Maybe it has to do with the fact that there was a lot of bad weather on the East Coast, and that does sometimes lead to higher ratings. I don't know why if you were shut into your house, you'd watch the Pro Bowl instead of any one of the other 900 channels of chrome-plated crap that are coming in. But whatever the case, people watch the Pro Bowl. And, and I think, based on the ratings, you'd have to assume that the NFL is probably going to continue this tradition of uh, now putting the Pro Bowl on a week before the Super Bowl instead of a week after. Um, I don't know. I probably would just do away with the damn thing altogether. And apparently, I'm not the only one. There are some, some former players that have their own idea of what to do with it. And some people do believe that maybe they should just get rid of the damn thing altogether. A lot of guys don't take it very seriously. Uh, nobody hits each other. Why would you hit each? Why would you really play the game hard? The all-star game in baseball, some guys really give it their all. Uh, the NBA all-star game, well, there's really not a lot of defense being played. At least there's a lot of scoring going on. At least it's it's still something of a physical game in, in, a, in a sense. Um, well, it's really a lot of one-on-ones more than anything. It's... Kobe gets the ball, it's Shaq gets the ball, it's Nash. It's like, really, there's not a lot of, of uh, great fundamentals there. But at least it's something. The NHL All-Star game is kind of a bastardization, too. But again, in, at least there is some hockey, and it's they try to make it somewhat interesting. They have uh, 
the U.S. versus the world or North America versus the world or they try something a little bit different and to try and generate some interest. So the NHL, and now, of course, it's the NHL All-Star Game. How many people watch? Well, um, I can count them. I, I'll actually, we could list them off and I'd still have plenty of room uh, in this segment to do everything else I wanted to talk about. It's like 17 people to watch the NHL All-Star Game, which is only about two less than watch the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm one of those people, though. I watched the Stanley Cup Finals last year. I did. I I've actually found it compelling. It was good TV. It was good hockey. I've always said, and, and this is true, and, and I know that uh, a lot of people are probably not really giving a crap right now, but I think playoff hockey is actually, of all, of all sports, of all playoffs, it's just, it's the most exciting. It is, it's physical it's it's physical like a football game it has the finesse of some nba teams and the speed it's got uh, it's got the drama of a world series game it's um in terms of just a sporting event the nhl the stanley cup finals really playoff hockey in general it's it's awesome it really is the problem is it's hockey and nobody cares and, and personally, you know, I love I love baseball more than anything. But in terms of a of a pure sporting event with all the drama and everything else, man, NHL playoff hockey, it's good stuff. It's too bad that the rest of the country just doesn't care anymore. Um, and of course, you've got the pending labor situation coming up with the NFL. Now that's going to be interesting, and we'll have to talk about that more in upcoming shows. But that's going to be a big. Uh, contest, a big showdown with the with the owners. Uh, the owners right now, they really don't care. Uh, they're not going to do anything until they absolutely have to, until the 11th hour. Uh, they have, as usual, they have all the bargaining power here. All right. Well, what could we talk about on the show today? We could talk about Barack Obama making a surprise appearance, dropping in on the Republicans, having a convention, having a, a little, uh, little meeting uh, in Baltimore, trying to show up and um, do a little grandstanding, saying that the Republicans are not giving an inch. Republicans are just doing the, they're just the just say no party. That's what he says. Well, uh, yeah, when you're proposing uh, unprecedented, did you see this? I'm going to, did you see the budget that Barack Obama has put out there? Do you see the budget that they want to throw out there? The biggest budget in the history of the United States. It is the biggest deficit in the history of the United States. And you have some, uh, you have some Democratic senators that are saying, this is an, actually what they're saying, not taken out of context, we need to spend more to get out of this recession. Really? So... Again, I'll, I always use this analogy because I think the best way to explain something to people on a level that they'll understand, because if you try to explain to the average person, the layman, about our economic situation, they're either their heads are going to explode, they're going to fall asleep. So I explain it to you this way. If you make $3,000 a month, but you spend $3,500 in a month, you are $500 in a deficit. And if you continue to spend in a deficit, you're going to become, well, you're going to get into debt because you will have more 
debts than you do assets. You'll have more liabilities than assets. In other words, you'll owe more than you make. That is debt, okay? So if you owe more money than you make and you decide, well, you know what? I am $2,000 in debt. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out this month, even though I only make $3,000 in a month, I'm going to spend $10,000. I'm going to go over to Macy's. I'm going to buy, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy everything there. I'm going to go on a shopping spree. I'm going to go over to, uh, to, to the Home Depot, make some improvements on my house. I'm just going to spend, 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 spend. And now I'm $12,000 in debt. Wait a minute. I thought my government told me that spending more is going to get me out of debt. That's not how it works. Okay, now a uh, little economics 101. Now this is something that you should probably learn. Mm, I'm going to guess second grade, but even if you don't learn basic addition and subtraction in second grade, by the time you get to a free enterprise slash uh, economics class in high school, and in Arizona curriculums, it's required that everyone take free enterprise marketing slash uh, economics in high school. You will learn that um, you can't spend more money to get out of debt. That's not how it works. You actually, when you're in debt, you have to spend less money. You have to make some sacrifices. You have to maybe not spend money on the cable TV. Maybe you have to drop the uh, the the you know week weekend outings and the going out to the movies every Friday or whatever you have to do to make your budget balanced or to actually operate in a surplus. Which I know I just said the S word, something that our government just doesn't know what what that is. But believe it or not, you can actually spend less money than you take in, and that's actually called a surplus. That means you you take in more money than you spend which is just a phenomenal concept. But it's something apparently our government has never heard of. So this is how I explain it to the layman. This is how I explain it to the average person. You don't spend more money. Give me an example in the history of the United States where we have spent more money than we have taken in and we have done it at, for a consistent period of time and been profitable doing so. I actually ran in a surplus doing so. It's never happened. Not, not, only, not only history of the United States, in the history of mankind, whether it's on an individual level, a corporate level, there's no way you can spend more money than you make and turn profit and run in a surplus unless you're doing something illegal or underhanded. That's the only way that that's going to happen. When you break something down to its simplest form, when you simplify a very complicated situation like our current economic crisis, it still boils down to dollars and cents. And if you're not making more dollars than you're spending, you got problems. That's as basic as I can make it. I mean, a lot of people want to sit here and they want to talk about, well, uh, you know what we can do is, is uh, if, we, if, we, if we privatize the uh, social security system or uh, if we have uh, universal health care, it'll actually, no, no, no. Never mind all that. Here's what you do. How much money is the United States government taking in? How much money is the United States government spending? There, period. And then, of course, the other factor that you have to consider is also how much interest, how much money are we spending on the interest that we have accrued on the debt? That alone is a scary proposition, considering that we have 12 
$1.2 trillion in debt. The interest on that has got to be... What's, what do you suppose the minimum payment for the, for the United States is every month? Like I have a credit card and uh, it's like a $40 minimum payment if I owe like, you know, 300 bucks. Uh, what do you suppose uh, on 12.3 trillion that would be? Oh, it's probably not good. Uh, minimum payment due. 1.78 trillion. All right. Let's see here. So we, we got to talk a little bit. Maybe we'll get into a little bit about that. I'm, I don't know. I'm really not interested in it. I, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. I don't know how, how into it I really am. Uh, let's see. We had the, the Grammys over the weekend. Don't care. I don't care about award shows. You want to talk about award shows? Um, maybe I'll be starting a gay podcast next week. Ooh, we can sit here and talk about what Lady Gaga was wearing. Ooh, she did a lot of costume changes, and wasn't she just atrocious? Oh, gosh, but man, her song she sang with Elton John, and that was so good. That was so hot. Yeah, I really don't care about the Grammys. And I'm, I'm into music. I love music and everything. I just, I don't care about award shows. It's just not me. Um, I think it's just self-aggrandizing kind of crap. That's what award shows are all about. You want self-aggrandizing, uh, go listen to Rush Limbaugh. You know, you want self-aggrandizing, watch award shows. Uh, that's not me. Not into it. Sorry. I know there's just so much talk about, oh gosh, and then they did a song for Haiti and I just thought that was just wonderful. And <laughs> No. I've never been into award shows. I, I just, it's like pretty soon the Oscars, the Oscars are right around the corner. Thank God. Thank God. Billy Crystal, though, he's not going to be a part of that anymore, doing his Oscar. Oscar, Oscar. Okay, we don't need any of that. We have an effeminate enough country as it is. Who's, who's doing it this year? Steve Martin and uh, Alec Baldwin, that douchebag. Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah, Alec Baldwin, fine actor and everything, just a, a deplorable human being. Steve Martin, though, I, I like Steve Martin. But well, let's put the over under a number of minutes of the Oscars. Oh, never mind, zero. You know, I'll be watching zero minutes. I'll uh, undoubtedly I'll hear some clips, but I'll be watching zero minutes and I'll have zero interest. And I know it's one of those pop culture things that people in that host podcasts and talk shows should probably watch so that they can comment on. What am I going to comment on, really? Uh, boy, I really thought that was great that, you know, a bunch of people gave Avatar an award and that's great. And James, Cam look, James Cameron doesn't need any accolades. James Cameron doesn't need another statue. James Cameron now owns the number one and number two revenue generating movies of all time. Avatar is now number one. Titanic is number two. And something tells me that, and by the way, who's number three on that list, Jeff? Probably. Probably one of the star, Lord of the Rings, maybe. Oh, one of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Now there you go. So, uh, so yeah, you've got you've got James Cameron who's got. The, I mean, he doesn't need any of these uh, accolades. Plus, you know that probably some obscure movie is going to win a bunch of crap anyway. Well, some movie that played on five screens nationwide is is it was. 
it really was the best movie, even though nobody saw it. Nobody cared. That's like people that um, it's it's almost as bad as these uh, music discussions I get in with people. Um, they always try to sell you it. This is the best band I have ever heard. They are it. It's amazing. The composition of this music was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and and what's what's the name of the band? And then it's some local band that's that plays it. You know. Well, they play over at uh, Duke's Coffee House uh, over on 79th Avenue uh, on the third Saturday of each month. And, uh, well, they didn't play last Saturday because uh, the, the, the drummer, uh, well, well, he, he, had, he, he, he broke his hand, uh, uh, you know, putting up some sheetrock. But, but, but they're going to be back. And, but they're really a great band. Yeah, well, how are they great? Well... They're, they're, they're just amazing. They're, they're, they're edgy. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't know. It's always like some, it's some obscure band. It's some, wait, Jeff, what's that? Jeff? Just microphone. What? I said, if you're a band and you, you, I mean, you're not good enough to play at bars. You're playing at coffee houses or bookstores. Come on. You're, you're no, just stop. Please. Yeah, really. Just give up. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm performing at, performing at Borders next week. They've got a little coffee bar there, too. So they've, get some they've got a Starbucks in the middle of the Borders, and they told us that we could play up there as long as we didn't, you know, get too loud because some people want to you know, read their yeah, books. Read a book but, in a bookstore. But we're, um, we're, we're actually uh, an acoustic band anyway. We just play bongos and guitars. And uh, well, well, Mark over there, he's got a Casio. And we've, we're, we were rated by... Uh, by uh, Phoenix Gay Pride magazine as the 13th best band in the valley. So, the fir- 13th best acoustic band. Yeah, the 13th the best acoustic band that plays that uses a, bongos. that plays on that plays <laughs> at a bookstore over at Arrowhead Mall on Saturdays. We're the 13th best. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Take that, Angry Salamander. That's the band that's right behind us. They're number 14. Ha <laughs> ha. We beat them. Angry Salamander. Ha. <laughs> so, it's Oof. All right. Well, whatever. Let's see. So, um, that's, uh, that's the deal with, uh, that's the deal with, uh, the award shows. We got that taken care of. Oh, somebody wanted me, you know, I, I haven't even commented on this yet. And I, I should probably get into this. So, you know, the iPad, the iPad, the newest, uh, the, the newest creation from, uh, Apple is out. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe my, my initial reaction was, is that the best name they could come up with? The iPad? Well, but the iTampon wasn't taken. The, the iMaxi. I think, didn't Saturday Night Live or somebody did a bit, or maybe Mad TV a couple of years ago did a bit about, uh, about that, actually. So maybe they should sue Apple. <laughs> hey, we had the name iPad. It's an implied copyright because it was on our airways. R- Rupert Murdoch could probably do that. So that was my initial thought on the uh, iPad. Just dumb name. And then it's it's kind of like, maybe I just, maybe I don't get it. Maybe I don't get the craze. All right? I, I'll admit right now that I really don't understand. Like, okay, I guess for somebody that's really, that really just absolutely always has to be able to see their email and browse the web uh, all the time. I, I guess I understand the iPhone. Me, I use my phone to make calls and send text messages. I, I use my phone as, well, a phone. Um, 
I, I guess I'm something of a curmudgeon. I do understand that. I mean, I uploaded some songs onto my phone, but you can't do anything with it anyway. You can't actually set those songs as your ringtone. You actually have to go to a site and then download these ringtones and pay for them. It's like, well, I already have the music. I have the music on my hard drive. So then, so now I'm like angry at my phone. So then I'm like, well, I'll just use my phone to call people and text people. Like, I really don't, I never am in a situation where I have to check my email so badly that I just can't wait till I get home. What did we do 15 years ago or 20 years ago before the mass spread of cell phones? Oh yeah, that's right. We, we actually found something else to do. Like if we were out in public, if we were at a restaurant, we talked to each other. Or we just, I don't know, sat quietly and ate food. And if we had to communicate with people, we waited till we got home or back to the office. I don't know. I, I, it's not that I'm not even against it. I, it's not that I'm anti. Well, the one problem that I've always had with the iPhone is uh, they use AT&T. They, you know, Apple and AT&T have this contract, this exclusivity. So that's the real problem. And we all know that AT&T has maybe the biggest suck-ass service that's ever been created. Uh, they're worse than anything. I mean, I, I, I used to hear people complain about Sprint all the time. And um, I, um, my mom had a cell phone with Sprint. And I remember she, she had some problems. But the, the, when, when I hear people talk about AT&T, now I don't have it. But um, almost everybody I know has at one point been on AT&T or still is. Jeff's still on AT&T. You know, when you're on AT&T, you are... You might as well not bother with service in some areas. And I'm not talking about you're out in the middle of the sticks somewhere. I'm talking about right here in Phoenix, there are so many dead spots. Oh, I mean, right here in this room is a dead... Me meanwhile, I look at, at, my, at my phone. I got my, my Verizon phone here. And when I first started with Verizon, I had a problem with the very first phone I had for, for like a week. And then it got taken care of. And, and then I never had a problem with Verizon after that. Like I'm looking at my Verizon phone right now. I have two, anywhere, it's just fluctuating between two and three bars in here. So I, I never have problem with service. And I mean, even in what was, what used to be a dead spot for me in here, I have, uh, you know, I still have like two and three bars. So my Verizon phone is great. I've been in a parking garage in Las Vegas under the ground and I've had four bars before. Verizon is great. I, I, I have to tell you, and this is an unsolicited plug, Verizon, I, I, I don't know. I, I like them. I, I, some of their plans, I think, are a little bit expensive. You, you do have to pay a little bit more money if you want to be with Verizon, I think. But it's really worth it because you're getting good coverage. You're getting good service. I think their customer service has improved. It used to be like you had a problem with Verizon and you'd bring in your phone and they'd be like, yeah, take a number, asshole. And then, uh, who are you? Why are you here? Why are you in? Why are you? In, oh, you know what? That phone? That? Oh, yeah, that phone. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, some asshole's in here with this phone. That used to be their customer service. But actually, they've improved quite a bit. AT&T, on the other hand, it's like they really don't care. Uh, they know that a bunch of iPhones have been sold. They make money hand over fist. They really, uh, they're going to tell you to go pound sand and exactly how, pound, uh, how hard to pound it. They don't care. 
That's my problem. And then the iPad is basically, it's just a bigger iPhone. Except you you don't talk to people on it. Although they are going to, I guess, maybe, supposedly, eventually going to have video conferencing on it or something. But uh, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's like, it's kind of like a combination where it's kind of like, um, not even a combination. It's sort of a, a cross between the iPhone and like this thing, this, this power book or MacBook. you know, so it's like a combination between the two. And yeah, for me though, I don't know. I'm not, it's just not my thing. I don't understand the high, I, I know why people want to buy it. It's the latest piece of technology. So people are going to go out and buy it. Um, I know you can do a lot of things on it that you can do on the iPhone, quite frankly. And it's got a bigger screen so you could watch movies on it. Though for me, watching a movie on a 10 inch screen is not really all that appealing. But I, I know for some people it's exciting and that's why they like, but, and it's going to cost between, many people estimate between 700 and a thousand bucks. So if you have, if you have that kind of discretionary income, fine. I mean, people spent that kind of money on the iPhone. People spent five, 600 bucks on the iPhone. And then the next generation of iPhone, I guess, was a little bit cheaper. But people still spent the money on it. I mean, people will. People will spend the money on anything. For me, I know this isn't exactly the most technologically savvy review. I'm just telling you what I like in a phone. Uh, for me, a phone is you pick it up, you call somebody. An iPhone, it's just got too much for me. I don't know. I, I, well, for, plus, it's just got that tiny little screen, so I can't really see what I'm doing on it. That's why, well, I realized, no, with the iPad, it's, it's bigger. It's a 10-inch screen, but, but, right, the, the iPhone, to me, though, like with my, with my phone, since I don't use it to browse the web or anything, generally speaking, I'm using my phone to call people. My phone does have web browsing capability, I think. It's, but it's just, it's, it's slow. And, and, and look, I don't, if you're using your phone to browse the web, I think you're doing it wrong. But even if you're not, I, I, and I will admit that, uh, sending pictures and sending things like that, that's cool. And that's, but I can do that with my regular phone anyway. And I can email people with my phone anyway. So, and my phone costs after rebate, I think a hundred bucks. So I don't know. And I actually got a decent phone. If I, if I would have just wanted to get a phone that calls people and sends text messages, I could have spent 20 bucks. I mean, that's where cell phone technology is at now. It used to be, even for the most basic of cell phones, you spent two, 300 bucks. And now $300 is going to get you pretty much a, a close to top of the line phone, aside from the iPhone. And hell, 300 bucks, you can get, you're on your way to getting an iPhone at that point. So, I don't know, the new iPad, whatever. It's, it's, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of interest. And it's going to be blown away by something else that comes out in a year and a half. And you'll forget all about the iPad then. Apple or somebody else will release it. It's just like MySpace. Nobody talks about MySpace anymore. It's all about Facebook. And, then, and, and Twitter. But pretty soon, Twitter and Facebook, they'll lose the appeal. And by the way, a lot of people have been using Facebook for years and years and Twitter, they, but they've just come into the spotlight in the last year or two.
but it won't be long and that'll be out and then something else will come along. Like this, uh, there's this new website out where you can uh, apparently tell your friends what you really think about them anonymously. This is nice. This site's going to be opening in about two weeks. Yeah, that probably won't lead to any problems. I'm sure that's going to go over real smooth. <laughs> That'll work out. All right. Um, Mike at KMGX.com. That's our email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. That's also the PayPal address where you can send your most generous contributions to this here show. AOL Instant Messenger, our screen name, Michael Groff Show. So you can always send a message and uh, we leave that up 24-7. So even when I'm not here, you send a message, I'll eventually see it. I respond to all the messages. I respond to all emails. I respond to everything sooner or later. Uh, what else? And uh, yeah, we've got Facebook. We've got all that stuff. See, we're even I'm up on Facebook. I, I don't have a Twitter account, though. Because my Twitter account, do you really care what I'm doing at all hours of the day and night? Honestly, does, does anybody really care? Do you care when I take a dump? Do you care what I eat for breakfast? What video games I'm playing? What level my characters are on Final Fantasy XII? Do you really care? Are you really that interested in knowing every, every little detail about me? Because if you are, then, uh, well, uh, maybe, I, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this whole thing. Apparently, people are. People are interested in that kind of stuff with other people. And I'm talking about people that don't even live as exciting a life as I do, which, you know, it's hard to believe that anybody lives a less exciting life, but there are people that do because based on what I've read on people's Twitter, um, went to the store, bought some milk, got back and discovered the expiration date was past due, returned to store. Sad face. Not making that up too. That's that's like literally some of the stuff that's on Twitter. And usually it's not even that exciting. It's hanging outside. Man, it's a nice day. Like, wow. Do people really care? I guess we do though. We've developed into such a narcissistic society that people really do care what other people are doing at any given hour of the day and night. I wish people cared about what I was doing at every given hour of the day and night. Then I could feed on the narcissism. Why not? If everybody else can be a narcissist, why can't I? Why can't I bask in the glow of narcissism? I mean, it's a great personality type to have. Uh, all right. I guess we'll do random bumpers today. I'm, I'm kind of in that mood. So we'll, we'll just about anything will happen. Man, we're going to be rebels. We're going to be edgy. Just about anything could happen, man. You could literally hear anything. You could hear, uh, you could hear some Alicia Keys or something. Let's hope not. I should just do random 80s bumpers. That'd even be better. All right. We'll be back. It's Michael Groff in exile for a Tuesday. More coming up.
Segment number two, Michael Graff in Exile. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2010. Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. AOL Instant Messenger, Michael Graff, show the screen. Also hanging out on EFNet, IRC, Net Radio, the channel. MichaelGroff.com for all of your other Michael Groff needs. And so very much more. You know, people really enjoyed the musical portion of the program the other night where we... Uh, we were talking about the day that music went bad. Well, uh, one uh, person wrote in and said that the day that music went bad was uh, in 1998. The the date that Shares Believe was released in the UK. And I you know, I might be able to agree with that. I we we're still trying to pinpoint it, but uh, we, we had a lot of fun playing the musical tunes on Friday. A lot of people said I should really start hosting a, a 90s flashback show. Again, I, I thought about it on my regular show. I've thought about it on the podcast. I, I really want to sort of just make the podcast about whatever you guys are into. That's playing a few more tunes. That's good. If it's just sitting here BSing about anything. It doesn't even have to necessarily be political or even relevant. That's cool. All right, so we're officially in Super Bowl hype mode. They had media day yesterday, but they were disappointed because uh, they've had to move a lot of the festivities indoors because here's a shock. It was raining in Miami. No. I've, I've never heard of that. I have a few other things I want to get into as well. Um, just uh, just kind of some some quick hit sort of stuff here. Got a lot of stuff, including the Michael Graff Show stupid news file. We haven't gotten to a lot of that uh, recently, but might as well uh, go through this. Here's, here's a great one. 
We have a nominee for Parent of the Year. And we have maybe the dumbest person in human history. And more, too. Oh, here, this, before I get to any of that, though, this is fantastic. So they had the Miss um, America pageant over the weekend. And my dad, my dad was always the best at picking out who would win Miss America. He, before the show would even start, when they trotted everybody out there, he would just say, he would, he would always be able to go, ah, Miss Tennessee, she's going to win. And I was like 11 years old or 10 years old. And I, and I remember turning to my dad and say, how do you always know? Because that would be whoever he would pick would always be the one that would win. And I would go, how do you know who's going to win? He goes, well, I just look for the ugliest one. And based on what I've seen uh, in, in the Miss America pageant, I, I don't follow this very closely, but based on some of the winners I've seen, uh, I would have to say that generally my dad's theory is correct. You take the ugliest of the 50 girls and that is the one that wins. It is interesting. And the ones that give the dumbest answers as well. Now, this was not a winner, but this was somebody that this was somebody that uh, made a uh, made a pass for Tim Tebow. Check it out. Miss Florida. She didn't win the Miss America crown over the weekend, but she did or at least may have succeeded in catching the attention of Mr. Florida, Tim Tebow. Of course, the outstanding Florida quarterback, Heisman Trophy candidate, blah, blah, blah. Rachel Todd of Oviedo, who uh, is an alum of the University of Central Florida, singled out Tebow during her introduction. Quote, from the college football capital, home of Mr. Florida, Tim Tebow. Tim, I'm single. I'm Miss Florida, Rachel Todd. She said, holding her fingers, uh, her left, she held up her left hand, uh, showing her ringless uh, fourth finger there. It's not known if Tebow was watching the event. Now, probably not since, you know, he's a guy, he's straight. Wasn't that on a Saturday night that they had that or Friday night? When, when did they hold that? Well, whenever. I think Rush Limbaugh was a judge too. Do you know that? I th- Rush Limbaugh was a judge of this thing. Please, gentlemen, uh, you know who they really should have had is they, they should have brought out an all-star cast of judges, including Bill Clinton, John Edwards, and, uh, <laughs> and Tiger Woods. Those should have been your judges. Uh, Miss Virginia, Caressa Cameron, who's 22 years old, she won the Miss America pageant and a $50,000 scholarship. That's uh, the big news there. Then we've got some uh, parents of the year. This is from Brownsville, Texas, where police say that parents of a 12-year-old girl forced her to live locked in a closet with no light and minimal contact with the outside world. Reports say that she'll now be joining the Democrat Party. Police say that no one had a clue about the abuse not neighbors nor school officials, until the girl's brother spoke up. Then when police went to the family's home on the 400 block of Joanne Lane, they found the girl locked inside the closet. Channel 5 News in Brownsville has video and pictures of the space where the girl lived. She was allegedly only let out so that she could go to school or use the bathroom during the day. The bucket in the space was her bathroom at night. Police say that she was forced to clean it every morning. Uh, they, uh, 
I guess um, the neighbor was interviewed. You got to love it when they interview the neighbors of this kind of stuff. They, they interviewed the neighbor, Cynthia Santiago, about the way that the girl was forced to live. And she said that something wasn't right. When she, when, but she didn't know until she saw police show up. Oh, when I saw the police show up, then I knew something was wrong, man. Quote, I just saw cops taking pictures and detectives. I don't know. That's a shock. How come these neighbors, they never know something weird's going on? Like I've told you before, if the police showed up at my neighbor's house, I have these neighbors right here. And if police showed up over a domestic violence situation or over drugs or just about anything, I, if the news crews asked me, I would go, that's not a shock at all. Those people are whacked out of their skulls. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They have a weird ass teenager that lives there. They have some dude that just, I mean, he just sits outside uh, looking around at people, just staring out into the sky. They have a bunch of, that's a weird place. The neighbors are weird. I love how people are shocked. Police say this was torture endured by the child for more than a year. The landlord says that she didn't suspect any problems at all. Police say that the room that the girl was living in had no electricity and that she would use the light coming through the cracks to do her homework. The girl's mother told police that she kept the girl locked up because she didn't want her stealing food from the refrigerator. But police say that the girl needed to eat. They say that she was malnourished and looked more like an eight or nine-year-old instead of a 12-year-old. Police say that one of the girl's three brothers finally said something at school. Uh, Sergeant Jim um, Jim Mamrick uh, told of the Brownsville Police Department says, quote, it's very commendable that the young man was able to speak up in a school setting. And uh, as for the parents, well... Leticia and Alfredo Inez are charged with injury to a child and unlawful restraint. The mother is a Walmart employee and the stepfather is a maintenance worker with Brownsville Independent School District. Late Monday, um, BISD personnel said that Alfredo Inez was placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation. Wow. A hearing is set for next week to determine if the girl will stay in foster care. Well, God, let's hope so. Of course, if it's just like the CPS here in Arizona, uh, chances are that she'll be remanded back to the custody of her parents because they did such an outstanding job. So there you go. Parents of the year for 2010 thus far. Uh, You got to wonder what it is that prompts parents to leave uh, their children locked up in a closet like that. Hey man, we did not want to steal the food from the refrigerator, man, because, because that is our food. Even though she had not nourished, she looked like an eight-year-old instead of a 12, we are going to keep her locked up in the closet because it is better in there, man. We don't want her, we don't want her to escape, man. We don't want her to, like I said, we want her to force her into indentured slavery, man. Uh, you're not going to let her out of the, uh, the closet, are you, policeman? But there is our girl. Like, why did they let the boys out of the, out of their club? Well, because they are boys. They're young men, man. They, that's how they go. But she is here, that slave. We don't, have, we don't want her to become a little fat girl. You can only imagine the kind of torture, the kind of things that are going on with this girl. You can only imagine 
what kind of things that this uh, this poor girl has to endure. What kind of screwed up psyche she's going to have for the rest of her life. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that she's going to grow up to be perfectly normal. Everything's going to be just fine with her. Right? Sure. All right. Well, uh, that said, that's, that's just great. I think it's time for a break. When we come back, dumbass of the week. And uh, so much more. All still coming up. It's Michael Graff in exile. Mike at KMGX.com, our email and PayPal address. EFNet IRC, Net Radio, the channel. And of course, you can always send us a message on AOL Instant Messenger, the screen name Michael Graff Show. Jeff's having McDonald's. That's uh, it's good stuff. Now I smell fries and I'm hungry. All right. We'll be back. Random bumpers, I'll tell you. Yeah. It's the super sounds of the 70s. Oh, yeah, we... Now you'll get the super sounds of the 70s, including America. But it doesn't mean you ain't been on the mind. Here we go. Yeah, this is the payoff. Do you Yeah, I'll, I'll do a 70s show. We'll play five decades of music for you. 70s, 80s, 90s, and whatever we're called, the 2000s, and the 2K and 2K10. There we go. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2K and 2K10. Right here, it's the Michael Graff Show. Yeah. Sister Golden, here's the prize. 
Welcome back. Segment number three, Michael Graf in exile. Mike at KMGX.com, our PayPal and email address. We're on Facebook. You can also go to MichaelGraf.com for more exciting information and uh, stuff. Things. I, we should have, uh, I mean, it was random, so, but I, I wish that, I wish that uh, Horse With No Name would have come up instead. Here, well, since we're doing the super sounds of the seven, you get a, you get a double shot, da da double shot. Here. There we go. Every time I hear this song, I immediately think back to the movie Air America with those two really ugly Asian guys singing it in the bar. Yes. I don't know why, but that's the song that pops in my head. The first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with no clouds. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full. Been through the desert on a horse with no name It felt good to be out of the rain In the desert, you can remember your name Cause there ain't no, no one thought to give you See, the super sounds of the 70s Including the greatest hits of America So you get a little double shot here You know, the, the songs are kind of cheesy and everything, and and I realize that America did songs like The Last Unicorn and things like that. I understand that we're not talking about um, the greatest tunes ever made, but when I watch the Grammys and I, I just see, I, I hear, I see that, that this Lady Gaga is up there, and you have to understand, Lady Gaga outside of a studio is just an abomination. I mean, really, really bad. I can't imagine what a Lady Gaga concert is like. I've been told uh, by somebody who shall remain nameless, but I, I have been told that a Lady Gaga concert is just her basically drunk, and then she just falls in the crowd, and that's about the time the concert's over. I wonder who gets to... Uh, I wonder who rubs her cock for her. Like... I probably should have said penis, but whatever. Really, I mean, who's uh, who gets to uh, fluff her up? Him. It. After nine days, I let the horse run free Cause the desert had turned to sea You know, were plants and birds and rocks and things This is just, it's too good, you can't help but sing a It's all the songs that you know and can sing along with more music variety is right here. The perfect disguise above. On Michael Graffit Exile every night. The heart made of ground, but the humans will give no love. See, I 
I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. You know, it's either this or I sing Bad Romance. I can't believe Elton John was up there. Now, Elton John, we're talking about, you know, great piano player, accomplished. Again, there's a guy, again, who's had hits in, well, he's had hits in, I think, four different decades. So you're talking about a guy who's really accomplished. Then he's up there with Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga's up there playing the piano and doing her whole Doing her whole thing. What's that? So they're probably having gay sex. They're both dudes. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I really, uh, Lady Gaga, as you say, she's she's really great in bed. Right. Uh, really, I've never I've never met anybody who's hung better than her. And I've been with a lot of dudes. A lot of them. Goodbye, Lady Gaga. I never. You got a big old penis hanging out of your house. Why not? There. <laughs> Goodbye, Lady Gaga. If she, if he could do that for the, for the Lady Die tribute, man, he could do that for the Lady Guy Guy tribute. <laughs> More of the super sounds of the seventies roll on. Back before the music was totally synthesized and crap. It may have been cheesy. It may have had disco. God. See, really, I thought I was born in the perfect time musically. See, I got I got the good music of the 80s and some of the good stuff of the 90s. And then, unfortunately, though, here I'm still alive for the crap that followed. But I, I was lucky enough to pretty much dodge the disco era. And I didn't have to hear too much Sister Sledge. and I didn't have to hear too much of this. Why is it that the third segment of every show we, we just turn into talking about music? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the super sounds of the 70s. It's KZ. You know, they, uh, I just saw this. This has no relevance to almost anybody here, but I just thought this was interesting. KEZ, the local adult contemporary station here in Phoenix, you know, they dropped the Delilah show. Now, Delilah, for those of you that don't know, Delilah is this show. It's this chick that uh, she she basically it's like this perfect adult contemporary show. Turn that off. It's this perfect adult contemporary show because she just gets up there and it's like, hey, how's it going, everybody? And yeah, and it's like I'm Delilah, and she she has all these like Southern blum, you know, these Southern like I don't know these these just yokels on, okay, these um these country bumpkin types. They're like, uh, you know, she's like she has them on, like, hey Delilah, will I ever find my true love? I, you know, I just lost my husband, and I was really looking for a song that you know could help cheer me up tonight. Well. I'll, 
I'm going to tell you something. And then she, she even tries to get a little bit of the Southern accent on me while she's like some chick in New York or something. But it's like, well, I'll, I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to say screw you. But before I do, I'm going to play a song for you, okay? I'm going to get, oh, you do that for me, Delilah. I'd really like to hear. Then they, it's always like the last, horrible, most horrible song you've ever heard in the universe. Usually they did. They put on something that's just really bad or just it's it, it's like a song that runs seven or it's a show that runs seven to seven p.m. to midnight. But it's just like, well, I'm really down to my luck. And I was just hoping, you know, in these times we could hear something that's that's very inspiring, like waiting on the world to change by John Mayer. Well, um, well, quite frankly, I got really sick of hearing that song, um, Joanne, uh, Bobby Sue. But. Since I really don't care, and I mailed it in a long time ago, um, and quite frankly, um, my husband told me not to come home until he's severely drunk. So I'm going to stick around and play some some of John Mayer for you. A little waiting on the world to change. This is Delilah. God bless. 99.9 KEZ. It's it's one of those kind of shows, and like she, it's a lot of God that she interweaves into it too. It's not a religious show per se. It's just that a lot of the people that call up there. Well, my husband left me. Well, I can't understand why because you're sitting there probably listening to Delilah. That would drive me out of the room, uh, honey. Do we really have to listen to? Yes, we. Yes, we did. Why am I on the phone? I'm. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> we really do, cause. Because I think she's inspirational. Well, I want to actually listen to some rock or something. Can we listen to some Breaking Benjamin? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that devil music. Uh, I don't want to, quite frankly, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that devil, that devil music in my home. It's like it's the worst. It was anyway, the, the, some of the other big markets, I guess, have sort of um, taken a dropping the show. I guess they, they're kind of tired of that act, too. And, and really, why would you carry the show when you could run your own locally produced piece of crap uh, that's better than that? Like any idiot jock, you could just listen. I'm going to cut. I'm going to do some some stations right now. Big favor. I'm going to cut you some nice uh, some nice liners that you can uh, run on your adult contemporary station. All right, this I've I have not pre-rehearsed this. I'm just going to cut these right now, so you can uh, you can run these on your AC station, and uh, the, you just fill them uh, between songs. I'll even I won't even do a specific song talk up. We'll just do something that's really uh, nice and sweet and gentle, and it's got the positive message and everything like that. Um, so here we go, <clears throat> coming down. Uh, three, two, one. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the station with more variety. It's Michael Graff. God bless and a happy Tuesday night to y'all. Well, coming up, we've got a bunch of great music for you, but I just want to say smiles and rainbows, gumdrops, lollipops, flowers, tulips and daisies everywhere. God provides us with the strength to go on through our days. It is with his wisdom and the wisdom that we possess in our hearts that helps us carry on through the day. Just think about that. There, there's your liner. There's one. All right, well, let's do one more. And uh, we could, now see, we could cut them for each specific day. It's like, um, if you don't like the God reference, we could just try and, uh, we could, um, we could sort of cut that back a little bit. We could just say, um, three, two, one. Good evening, Michael Groff here with you on the station that plays more variety and a lot less God. Now, 
understand that um, I know times are tough right now. You're probably finding yourself uh, unemployed. Maybe you've taken to, maybe you've uh, taken to swigging a couple of pints of scotch every night. Maybe you throw the empty bottles of scotch at your husband. Let me just tell you right now that that's not right. Just whenever you get the urge, uh, why don't you just throw the throw the bottles of scotch at the radio because the music that you're listening to right now is absolutely terrible. See, there you go. There you could just cut those kind of liners. And we'll be sure to play just, we'll be sure to play some god-awful tunes. We'll just play the songs that are normally on there. Like Jordan Sparks and Chicago and... Exactly, you could do the... Well, your husband may not love you tomorrow. But we do. It's the station that plays more variety. I'm Michael Graff. Hope you're having a positive evening. I know this song's a little bit too upbeat right now. There's there's actually electric guitar in it, and that is a sign of Lucifer. K-E-Z. She said it's See, what I did there was a relaxed post. She's always sad when she's alone. And you're alone now because you're a drunken swill that just sits there and listens to crappy music all day. And your husband is probably out banging the next door neighbor. K-E-Z. Really, anybody, that's that show is such a mail-in. Anybody could do a show like that. It's not hard to do. You know, it's not hard to come on the air and be all fa- And now, uh, let's go to, and then the, the dudes that call up are equally as pathetic. It's always like, it's always either, it's like, it's either like one of two things. It's either people that have just lost somebody or it's somebody that goes, Hello. Hello, uh, Delilah. Um, uh, my name is Jim Bob. I just met the, the sweetest girl in the entire world. And I just, I want to let her know that, uh, I'm going to keep on loving you. I'd like to hear a little Ario Speedwagon. Oh, you want some Ario Speedwagon? Well, God bless you. You you found the love that we all seek. You, um... <clears throat> you found the love that everybody hopes for. God bless you. And may God give you a multi-orgasm tonight. Ah! Oh. You should have seen by the look in my eyes, baby. Anybody could do that show. Is there is there an easier gig in the world than that? And and you know the the crazy thing about that show is you know that's not live. That show is just voice tracked. And she goes into a studio, she cuts a bunch of voice tracks, and that's literally what it is. And then the station has liners that they've prepared from her. So you know, like each each uh, market gets their own special liners too that they can just recycle every night. You know, so it's like. You're listening to Michael Graff on 99.9 KEZ. And they just drop those in. God, what an easy... And you know how much money she probably gets paid for? This? She gets millions of dollars for that. She's got to... I mean, it's and it's it's the easiest gig in the history of radio. I mean, I just sat here and... and I, listen, I could sit here and do some serious liners like that. You just... Uh, you get right up into the microphone. Get right up into the microphone. You just drop your voice a little bit like this. Not not too low. You don't want to get too creepy, but you got to get adult contemporary. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a little. It's it's got to have a little bit of creepiness. But once you put it behind like foreigner, it's not going to be so bad. You know, that's that's when uh, that's when it gets fine. Like, uh... good evening. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
Happy Tuesday night to everybody. It's Michael Graff, and you're listening to The Station with more variety. And a lot less God. Now with 87% less God references. And Nicole, living in bumfuck Alabama, she's dedicating a song to her new boyfriend, who hasn't cheated on her in at least 12 minutes. Really, that's that's the show. God, just let me have that. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll do it for half. I'll do it for half what Delilah was doing. That man. All right. So we have the story of really. I think we should just keep doing the show with with some nice uh, soft rock, great soft rock favorites. You listen to the station with great soft rock favorites. I'm, I'm cutting all these. These are all free liners I'm giving away. I'm just giving all the good stuff away. Please credit when using. All right, but seriously. Um, so I, I got to tell you about this is the dumbass of the year. Right? This is, well, dumbass of the week anyway. They could very well be in the running for dumbass of the year because, well, this is somebody that tries to do their best wily coyote impression. And, uh, well, you could see where this one might go horribly wrong. This is from uh, somebody that lives in Independence Township, Michigan. Now, a popular thing to do in northern states this time of the year is to uh, is to go sledding. I've never heard of having a sledding party but apparently people do them. People have sledding parties. And this guy, um, he, he decided to have one. And one of his, one of his ideas was he was going to turn, he was going to have a rocket sled. But he wasn't going to put the rocket on the sled. He was going to have the rocket on himself, a la Wiley Coyote. Now, investigate, now he, that's not who he credits with the idea, but I'm sure that an idea so stupid can only come from Warner Brothers. Now, I don't see a crackdown on uh, on on Warner Brothers from this. There should be. Investigators say that um, a witnesses say that a 62 year old man had been drinking. Well, duh, had been drinking when he fashioned a device using a motorcycle muffler, a piece of pipe, gunpowder, match heads, and gasoline. What could possibly go wrong? They then say that the man strapped the device on his back, donned a makeshift helmet, which probably was like a pot lid or something. Was it probably like a, 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 a like a kettle, a crock pot? It was probably the hollowed out half section of a watermelon. <laughs> He's like, "This will work." <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know I, what I did was. Well, I glued a. I, 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 I took some siding off my house and I just sort of bent it and glued it on. It hurt a little bit. You know. A little bit, but you know, I just put it on there. Just had some leftover siding that got blown off from a storm last year, so I didn't put it on there. Yeah. Anyway, witnesses say that uh, the man uh, he strapped the device on his uh, on his back. He put on this makeshift helmet. 
He got on the sled. He asked someone to light the wick attached to the device. Part Now, you could see uh, where this might go astray. Part of the way down the hill, the device exploded, resulting in second-degree burns on the victim's face. Uh, one of his eyes was damaged. He was um, treated at a hospital. Sheriff's deputies continue to investigate the incident pending possible criminal charges. But yeah. One of the criminal charges being uh, negligently stupid, uh, being incredibly dumb, stupid to the point of ridiculity. Unbelievable. There's your dumbass of the week. At least we give it, we get to give it to Michigan instead. I, I think for God, weeks and weeks in a row, it went to like Georgia and Alabama and Germany. For some reason, I don't know, Germans and people in like Georgia and Alabama, they're, they're always the, the dumbest ones. But uh, this week we get to give it to somebody in Michigan. That's good. All right. Well, that about do it. See, I need to just, uh, if I could just cut some, some more of these liners, uh, I could probably have it all uh, figured out. And then we could just put together a whole show. Or I could just create the show here and just distribute it to stations. And uh, we could just set up a barter arrangement. But hell, it would be like, I, I wouldn't even ask for very much money. Just a few bucks here and there. Some of your great soft rock favorites and your hits of yesterday and today. It's Michael Groff. How's it going, everybody? Man, what a great night to be alive, huh? God, well, your deity your favorite deity, whoever it may be, or your multiple deities, your sun god, providing you with plenty of sunshine. Hope it's brightening up your day. If you're an atheist, well, it's an amazing fluke that we have this entire universe around us, isn't it? Whatever the case, here's Annie Lennox. There. I'm doing your whole show for you. Stations, keep listening because I'm doing all the work for you. All you have to do is just take this segment. You can run it right there. You can just cut it up, strategically place it in, take some of these voice tracks, and I'm telling you right now, you would have a hit show. 99.9 KEZ. Hey. Now, I need a, I need a cooler uh, radio name. Michael Graff is fine and everything, but I need a cooler, like adult contemporary name. It's uh, Michael Williams. That's not even cool enough. It's Michael J. Williams. Yeah. <clears throat> it's Michael J. Williams. Yeah. Smooth jazz. Yeah, that'd be the smooth jazz voice. Smooth jazz. 95 of the coyote. See, I, they just have me do all the... Uh, if I just did all the overnight shifts on all the stations in Phoenix, I could do, I could do every one of them. Smooth jazz. 95 of the coyote. Hey, how's it going? Well, uh, we just heard from uh, one of them uh, groups that sounds just like all the other ones. Keep listening to Smooth Jazz Concert Calendar coming up. You could uh, check out... What the hell? They all sound the same. But it's all cool. It's all cool and smooth. It's smooth jazz. K-Y-O-D. The Coyote 95.5. Clear Channel's cheap. I'm telling you right now, this would be a great idea. Just have me do different voices, and I'll, I'll do all of the... Um, yeah, well, of course, and 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 I'll I'll even pick out the I could pick out the music. I could make it I could make it so easy for a clear channel. They wouldn't even know. I would just say this is what this is how it'd be. Little Pat Metheny for you. 
It's the, it's the smooth jazz song that I always play when I do these bits. The Coyote. There is more Pat Metheny in our library than this, by the way. I have a, first of all, I have a whole Pat Metheny group CD. I had a whole bunch of stuff. Hold on, let me see here. We got more smooth jazz than this here. There you go. 95.5 five, The Coyote. They don't even talk over the music though. They they have like these breaks and the they're like real uh, the real soft, kind of like adult contemporary. But you know, it's hope you're having a great day. How's your work day going for you? Getting you through the work day. That's what they're they're always trying to just get you through the work day. What happens when you get home? You certainly don't listen to the smooth jazz at home, do you? Well, while you're sitting there uh, cleaning your oven, you're listening to some smooth jazz. This song at one point was featured on the Weather Channel. Don't know if you know that, but uh, most of our smooth jazz was actually. Well, that's where it plays. That's the purpose of the entire purpose of smooth jazz. I don't know if you know that if you knew this or not, but smooth jazz didn't exist before 1982. Once the Weather Channel came along, they're like, "We need, we need some music for our local forecast." So uh, we'll just uh, contract it out and. Uh, See, I'm digging this. I could just do commercials over this. See, it's smooth with smooth jazz stations, the cool thing is, is that you can do all those commercials that they advertise for. Just you could just keep the music playing and just every once in a while pipe a commercial over it. Nobody would even notice. Like really, every office that you go into, usually they have the smooth jazz station on. Do you really notice when they change songs? Nah, I bet you didn't notice that we changed from a Pat Metheny song to another Pat Metheny group song, huh? You didn't. I know you didn't. And if you say that you did, you're a liar. You're a lying bastard. You're a son of a bitch. You probably beat your children and lock them in a closet. Smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah. See, I could have a 90s podcast, a smooth jazz podcast. It comes a little, yeah, here we go. good news is there's still five minutes and 32 seconds left in this song. Oh, sorry, six minutes and 32 seconds left in this song. So we could just sit here and uh, talk all day, baby. Hold on, Carla, you're on the phone. What's up? Um, hi. Um, is this Delilah? Do I sound like Delilah? Well, uh, you've been smoking a lot. Well, actually, yes, this is Delilah. Hold on, let me put on my Delilah. Hi, it's Delilah. See, Clear Channel should really consider me for, for this. Could you, uh, I, I know that there's still five minutes and 55 seconds left in this song, but do you think maybe, do you think maybe you could go to another song? Well, sure. I mean, no one's going to notice if we do anyway. Here. Here's, uh, who did a, uh, here you go. Little, uh, the, uh, Rippington's right here. Yeah.
I was wondering if this is the, the Delilah show. Uh, I just, I just beat my husband uh, with a frying pan. Uh, oh, baby, you better just hang on a line. See, I'm getting fired up now. This is this is the kind of music you just get pumped up for. Actually, I, I use this uh, music for commercials frequently. When I do commercial reads, this is one of the mu- this is one of the songs I put on in the background. I sent out a demo with this song. I can't imagine why they didn't hire me to do the spot. So I put this voice on. That's it. The Arizona Tourism Board reminds you. White Mountains are the place to get out of the desert heat. Yeah. Get away from the desert heat and the cool pines of the White Mountains where the temperature this afternoon only going to be 71 degrees. A cool 71 degrees. Cooler like the other side of the pillow. And then you could uh, see it. Like I said, I, I'm I'm in the running. I could do every voice for every station in Phoenix. Or at least every jock, you know. You want me on your uh, your rock station? Could do that. Hold on, where's my, uh, let me see. I, I, need, I need a rock tune here. Let's see. Hold on. Let's do, um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, 98KUPD. I don't know. We just talk about endless crap until the song. <laughs> you got it. That's the voice right there. Three days grace. They have that voice. They have that. Uh... We're too big to go off the air. Yeah. So if Clear Channel is listening, or if any. Uh... If any big radio conglomerate's listening, I've got massive testicles. Three days grace, K-U-P-D. Pain without love, pain. I can't get enough pain. I like it rough, cause I'd rather feel pain. So, I am, uh, I'm very versatile. If you want me to do your talk radio, see, that's what we're doing right now. We're doing a talk show. You want me to do a talk show where we just do a topic driven, uh, where we do the, you know, the, the regurgitated topic hours where we go, I was uh, reading the paper today, Barack Obama, he's got uh, the 46% approval rate. What do you think? What are you thinking about this Barack Obama? Do you think this, uh, you think this guy's working out? What do you think? Give me a call. You know, it's what you do. You know, you just, uh, you ask a simple question, you do it that way. If you want like an in-depth show, we could do. I can do that. I'm very versatile. You want me to talk sports? We'll sit here. I'll talk about why the. Yeah, what's that? I'm very, I'm very mysterious. Yeah, I, I listen. Anything, anything. If you want me to talk finances, we could do a financial show. Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, up 168 points today to 10,128. Uh, the Nasdaq was up 17 points, and the uh, I could do it. Just hell, I hear those those market reports. There's this guy that does these market reports. He sounds terrible. I, I can do it a lot better than that. The Dow Jones Industrial was up 128 points. I can do it with more passion. We can get fired up. I don't know, man. Clear Channel, uh, listen, radio, uh, the business is downsizing. Uh, you could use me, and uh, I, would, I would definitely bring it, 
bring some life into it. You know, of course, I'd be spending seven hours a day doing it, but I'd be on every station in Phoenix and I could just do tracks and we could do them days and days in advance. Um, I would only ask for a little bit of money from each station, but since there's like 52 AM and FM stations in this market, I think, I think I'd make a, a nice living and stations would be covered. Of course, it probably wouldn't be good if I, uh, if, if I got my voices mixed up. That might not work out so well. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to do a, uh, I'm trying to do a talk up for, uh, for like the, uh, the rock station or like an alternative station. <laughs> I'm doing my adult contemporary voice. X1039. Hey man, how's it going? God bless. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> good day. God bless. 59 degrees outside right now. Hey going to be a chance of showers overnight tonight, rain likely tomorrow, but then beautiful sunshine for Thursday. That sounds nice. God's blessing us all with some great music, some great soft rock from System of a Down. Little, uh, little chop suey. I know my voice is being drowned out by these soothing guitars right now, but I'm sure it's a positive, upbeat message about God or something. I don't think that would work out too well. Hmm. All right. Uh, mental note, delete all system of a down from the, uh, from the hard drive. All right. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Mike at KMGX.com. That would be the email address if you're interested. It's Mike at KMGX.com. That's also our PayPal address. You want to donate? Yeah, baby. You won't give a smooth donation to this program. Oh, yeah. See, we should close. We normally end with Freudiana, but we should use something smooth because uh, this song, well, well, it's a, a nice uh, orchestral song. You know, it's got all the, uh, it's got them oboes and it's got strings and uh, all sorts of, and drums and guitar and everything in there. It's not jazzy. It's not smooth. See, we could we could probably do better than this for the smooth jazz. Yeah, play a little, uh, play some of that new age smooth jazz. Hold on, man. Where's my? Uh, let me see if I can find. <laughs> Here, not that. Here, let's see. Uh, this will do. No, not that. Hold on. Where's where? Here we go. This will work. Yeah, that's more like it. Anyway, we're back tomorrow with another edition of Michael Graff in Exile. Michael Graff in Exile, yeah. Sexy G coming at you right now. Tomorrow I'll be up on sexual harassment charges. And here comes the bad pun of the day. Do you think I'll get off? <laughs> 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 
See, I do the comedy station too. <laughs> You don't think I'm smooth and sexy. I know you do. All right, anyway, uh, yeah, so where was I at here? Uh, Michael Graf show, AOL Instant Messenger. EFNet IRC, if you want to join us over there and chat with other people that listen to this or enjoy this in some way, uh, you can do so. Uh, EFNet IRC, Net Radio, the channel. We're also up on Facebook. Hit us up over there, babies. Tab like us. If you want to join, I like us 101. I'm uh, still on my retirement ranch here at uh, Southern California. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm still getting more ass than a toilet seat. Just to manage uh, bad ass. I'm probably a latent homosexual, but. I gotta admit that on the air. It's been about two years since I was on the air, actually. Well, actually, no, it's what, what one year, isn't it? I don't even know anymore. I think it's one year since I was on the radio. Shut down Free FM in Los Angeles. How can I tell women? To make me a sandwich and go do the dishes, you bitch. From not on the air. I mean, women are sperm dumpsters. As far as I'm concerned. Really? And what's with this uh, pussy, man? We should be playing uh, some, some more upbeat tones. Like that same Metallica song I've been using for 15 years. They're back tomorrow. That's my audition. So listen, stations. Whatever. I know, you know, maybe Howard Stern won't resign with uh, Syria. You know, they won't uh, have a new deal. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll take uh, one one hundredth of that salary, that five hundred million salary. I'll take five mil. I'm fine with that. I mean, that's a little bit of a insult, but okay, whatever. See you tomorrow.